Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring winning story, an empowering, motivating winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, guys, what's going on? This is Coach JC here, and you are listening to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life, the podcast for our first responders, fitfirstresponder.org and ffronline.tv. Man, if you're a frequent listener, then you know we are all about delivering the tools you need to ultimately be fit for duty and fit for life life. Man, today I am absolutely honored and stoked with the guests that we have. And if you're a firefighter out there listening, man, you're probably, chances are, you know this individual and the publications that he runs. And I'm going to get to him in a minute. But for all of our frequent listeners, you know how we kick off every podcast at FFRonline.tv. Just like you train your body, you train your mind. And we have our FFR winning confession. So today, if you're listening, All of our frequent listeners, you know what to do. Own it, claim it, make it yours. And all of our first timers in the house, man, just bear with me. We get a little loud and proud at this time. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It goes a little something like this. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. And last but not least, I am, you are fit for duty. I am fit for life. Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. We're super stoked you're here. And today, let's get right to it. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Rick Marclay. If you don't know Rick, Rick is the editor-in-chief of Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief. He is also a firefighter during the day. He's doing big things within the firefighter world industry. I'm actually on his Facebook page right now. I'm looking at all the uh, amazing comments and views, and uh, he's doing amazing things. I'm super stoked to have him on here today because as we were talking briefly before this podcast, he said something that resonated with me. And before I introduce him, I just want to say, he said something that, I mean, as a firefighter, as, as a first responder, that we should continue to be learners in life, in our occupation and in life. And that's what FFRonline.tv is all about, is giving you the tools needed and necessary to continue to learn to be your best on and off the job. So today, without further ado, Rick, how are you, boss? Good. Thanks for having me, Coach. Man, we're super stoked that you're here, man. I always like to, in the beginning, man, I want to give you the opportunity. I did make a a small introduction there, but I would love for you just to introduce yourself to everybody. Tell everybody a little about who you are, what you do, and how you arrived at where you are today and doing what you do as a firefighter and an editor-in-chief. Yeah, happy to. Um, You know, I guess 
I came to the fire chief sort of almost by or fire service almost by accident. Um, some years I, I'm a career journalist and editor, and some years ago I was recruited to head up the fire chief publication. And it was maybe about two weeks into that that I fell madly in love with the fire service. Went out and joined my local fire department here, became a paid on call firefighter, and have been committed to the industry ever since. Um, I also joined up with a international humanitarian group called International Fire Relief Mission, where we take uh, donated firefighting gear over to developing countries and teach those guys how to properly use the equipment, how not to kill themselves with it, and then do some follow up with them. So, yeah, it's been a great ride. Man, I love it. What are you doing again? Repeat that last part because I don't even have that in my notes that you're doing. Yeah. Repeat that one time. It's called International Fire Relief Mission, and it's a um, nonpartisan um, group that's a 5013C. And I've been their director of communication and on their board of directors for, I don't know, I guess about eight or nine years now. And what we do is we take donations from uh, firefighters around the country. And, and typically what it is, is it's uh, used equipment that's beyond its NFPA uh, life, but it still has some service life left in it. So we box that up into a 40-foot sea container and uh, vet the countries that are coming to us and applying for assistance to make sure that they have governments in place that are going to use this donation and this education as a way to sort of um, jumpstart, if you will, their fire service rather than just uh, take the donation and do nothing with it. Um, Man, so I love we, it. Yeah, it's it's been a great deal. Yeah, what an amazing mission. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate from the whole fit for duty aspect and go right to fit for life for a second, because sure. I think we need to stay here. I just feel led. You need to kind of address that because I think it's important to know FFR Online TV and and FitFirstResponders.org. It's a nonprofit. You know that International Fire Relief Mission is a nonprofit. Um, from talking to you and seeing what you're doing as editor in chief, obviously you have an entrepreneurial mindset. And I spoke with a a lot of firefighters um, throughout, you know, my my young career in helping fire. I, I've become known as kind of the the coach to first responders, helping them win and and just be a better version of them. And I spent a lot of time in fire stations and departments, uh, police and, and medics. And you, one of the questions I get all the time, Rick, and I think you'd be great to address this is, man, coach, you know, I do have some free time and I have goals and dreams and other things I would love to do. I just don't know how to do them. Man, what did you do to take a leap of faith? And not just be a firefighter. I mean, some firefighters have careers and jobs on the side and, you know, they're mowing lawns and they, there's all different professions. But what would you say the firefighter out there that says, man, I have goals and dreams, man. I would like to start something one day. I would like to be a part of something on a bigger scale. I, I mean, a firefighter is what I do, but how can I use that mission in a bigger way? I mean, talk to that audience. Well, you know, I mean, it really gets down to some some fairly basic human fundamentals. I mean, you have to be willing to fail at no matter what you're doing. And that's true in the fire services as it is anywhere else. Um, you know, we don't learn from our successes. We learn from our failures. So it's take that leap, fail, get your, get up, dust yourself off, and, and have another go at it, right? Man, you know what you just said is absolutely amazing. I think that's a principle in life. Be willing to fail. You know, it's funny because I know you probably get as well. People see you and they see, man, you're editor-in-chief for Riot Fire Rescue. You're, you're part of the International Fire Relief Mission. And I think people see success, you know, Rick. And all of a sudden, they, they, they don't take a step back to say, man, what did Rick really do to get there? 
<laughs> I mean, he, he, they don't see all the, the blood, sweat, and tears, the grind, the hustle. The, behind closed doors, the, the, the being willing to fail no matter what the circumstance or situation was, the brick walls you run up against, the, the resistance, the, the nose over and over, but continuing to fight and keeping the faith to say, no, 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 we don't learn from, from just the wins. We learn from some of the losses. And I think it's all about perspective, you know? Right. It absolutely is. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I've, I've got a, a, a very long list of failures that I'm not going to bore your audience with, um, that I revisit every day. So, yeah. Hey man, I would love, give us one, give us one overcoming story and not just in life. I mean, in the life of Rick, I want the audience to get to know who you are. I mean, sometimes Rick, you know, you see the editor in chief of, you know, a large publication, which you guys are large. You're crushing out there, man. We commend you for what you're doing and the content you're putting out. And, you know, sometimes you see them and you say, well, they never been through anything, man. They, they, I mean, what do you, what, give me, give us one cool story that might motivate and inspire the firefighter out there that's going through hell right now or trying to get, fight through a battle physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, financially. Give us one cool story. Pick one. Come on, man. Uh, personal or professional? Man, any way you want to take it, brother. Well, from a personal level, I, you know, I can tell you that many of the barriers I had to overcome in life were some that were self-erected. Um, but I will say that in my early 20s, I found myself a high school dropout and a single parent of two small children. Um, and now I'm sitting here, you know, two children successfully grown and raised and also holding a master's degree. So there, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of metaphorical rock climbing involved to get from there to here. So, you know, if, if I can do it with my average level of intelligence and above average drive, anybody can do it no matter what that, that goal might be. Come on, Rick. I know there's a firefighter. I needed to hear that. And, you know, I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to take it this direction for a second. I mean, I know you haven't been on FFRonline.tv, but, you know, one of the things that I take pride in um, because I've been there, man, you said some things, a single parent, high school dropout. I wasn't a high school dropout, but we all have our stories. I, I was a single parent, um, you know, went through something at a young age and, and, and laid their face down in a 600 square foot apartment, contemplating if I was going to go on with life. And I I think when you get those breakthroughs in life and you overcome them, you know, you're, you're illegitimately uh, allows you to talk to somebody because you've been there and you could say, hey, Len, I get it, dust it off, brush it off, get up. You know, and at FFRonline.tv, Rick, we spend a lot of time on what we call mental conditioning. Just like you train your body, you train your mind. And a lot of people don't understand that every action originates with a thought. And our thought patterns create our attitude, which create our daily rituals and habits. And, and we don't just wake up one day and say, oh my gosh, I look in the mirror and I'm losing in life. Or I, I, didn't, I didn't get the promotion I wanted. Or my marriage is falling apart. Or uh, success or failure doesn't just happen. It's a combination of the things you choose to do or lack of things you choose to do. So you said I'm a high school dropout, a single parent, but I had a master's degree. What was the breaking point? What, what, what was that thing? Uh, wh what happened mentally, physically, that you went from high school dropout, single parent, to getting a master's degree to the success you're having? Did, was there one thing? Was it a combination of things? What was that thing? You know, it was a combination of things. I think supportive family um, that never really gave up on me was a huge factor in it. And um, I guess having those that eye-opening uh, experience of seeing a small child laying there, knowing that that child is is uh, relying on you to not only just provide for their very immediate needs, but to set an example as they grow older was, was definitely a driver. 
you know, when times got tough. You know, it's, and I'm going to mail you a copy of this. We just released the Fit First Responder official book. It's Fit First Responders, be your best physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You'll be fit for duty, but most importantly, fit for life. And in the book, we talk about that in chapter two is what's your driver. You know, some people say, well, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? And I know there's firefighters listening right now, and, you know, I've spoke to them, Rick. You've probably spoken to them before. They're, they're, there's first responders from more to, over 46 different agencies now on FFRonline.tv. And I want to take it this direction because, I man, I'm just led. I feel like what you have to say is powerful. Why is that driver so important? When obstacles hit, when adversity hits, when life hits, life's not fair, life's not unfair, life's life. You could have sat there and played victim. The high school dropout, right? Single parent. So many times people play victim and they allow their circumstance, their situation, their trial to ultimately define who they are. And I've seen it. I've seen it within firefighters. I've seen it within medics. I've seen it within the first responder world where, you know, they deal with an injury on the job. You know, they deal with a financial situation. They, 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 they studied so hard to be a driver on the test and they, they didn't make the driver test and all of a sudden they end up at an all-time low. Man, talk about a little more why that why, why that driver, why that juice that you have to have in life is so important and, and why if a, a listener is listening right now, if they don't know what that why is, what that driver is, why it's important for them to find that for themselves. Yeah, you know, and, and I forget where I read it, but recently there's, and, and and as you well know, and probably everybody listening knows that, especially in the firefighter community, and certainly in the police, and maybe to a lesser extent, the EMS community, um, suicides, both, you know, not, not only for active, but, but also retired uh, members is larger than we know, and we may never be able to to put an actual that that long ago and I said you know the thing to remember is that your life isn't your own right is that everybody else out there is depending on you for something and I, and I think that when you're able to step back and take that perspective that that outside of yourself removing that selfishness um, then that becomes a good driver it's it's an easy way to stay motivated when you think of your life as having meaning outside of your own narcissistic or, or internal view Man, hey, you that was amazing what you just said. I think you're speaking to a lot of first responders out there right now because last, you know, somebody sent me a stat, and I think you hit it on the head. We have no idea what the percentage is of suicide. Um, have you dealt with that back within your department at all? No, thankfully not within our department. But, you know, as, you know again, my role with Fire Chief and Fire Rescue 1 um, – you have to recognize what are the big issues facing the fire service and how can you help. So publicizing these things, these firefighter suicides and the impacts that it has on the firefighting community, on their families, that's a, a way that we can try to help others who might be teetering on the brink of suicide to look at it and say, wow, this this fellow's suicide really hurt somebody out there. Um, and then here's some resources that we can offer them to get some help, right? Um, so that's one way we can have of getting out there, not just addressing it, but hopefully heading off some of those problems. Man, you know, and I had a chief here locally, our headquarters of Fit First Responders. Rick is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had a chief send me a few stats last week, and, I, and I'll tell you why, man. Basically, right before Christmas time, we had a first responder... Uh, a firefighter here in Tulsa take his life. And my heart breaks to this day. I get emotional when I talk about it. He was not part of our program. 
But somebody walked up to me, uh, another first responder that, that day when we found the news, um, and they said, you know, I honestly believe that if this young man was a part of fit first responders, that he'd be alive today, man. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I kind of dove in and jumped more in after that and realized that there really is a problem. One of our chiefs sent me uh, the other day, I think it was 46% of firefighters at least think of suicide. Have the thought cross their path that my life's not valuable. I'm not worth it. Man, why am I around? I mean, the, fire, the, the fire industry doesn't need me. My family doesn't need me. They have a thought cross their mind of suicide's an option. I've been there at a young age when life hits. And I think something you said that a listener needs to hear right now is, man, sometimes when you're down and out, when you don't feel good, when you're depressed, when you're so caught up with your issues and your problems, it's easy to hit an all-time low. And you said something that sometimes finding that driver and that motivation just simply means thinking outside of yourself. If you can come to a realization that sometimes, man, man, I, I'm, I'm on this earth to give. And, and if, you, if you can live to give and understand that, even though I'm going through hell right now in an area of my life or it's not a fun day, it's a downtime, what if I was to serve you know, somebody else. There's a firefighter on my other side that might, I might rip shoulders with every single day that I have no idea when they come to the station or the department in the morning what they're going through. And I think FFROnline.tv is providing that for a lot of people. You know, you said it was a combination of many things that helped you overcome, and one of it was support a family. You know what, Rick? It blows my mind. How many people as first responders, they don't have relationships in their life. And I talk to so many of them, Rick, and they say, well, how do I have a relationship? I'm scared to get hurt or, man, I'm supposed to be, you know, uh, it's my pride or I'm supposed to be tough and I can't show weakness. And I say, well, hold up. Before you're a first responder, before you're a firefighter, you're a human being. All those emotions are real. It's just what you do with them that matters. So what do you say to the firefighter out there that says, man, Rick, come on. I heard what you said, man. Live to give and support a family. But man, that's hard for me. I mean, I'm supposed to be tough and macho. And can you still be tough, Rick, and, and ask for support? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I failed to find a firefighter yet who was not tough yeah. in some capacity or other. So, you know, I, I don't think we have to live up to the myth. I think that's already taken care of. Um you know, I, I think our goal as a, as a fire service is to sort of break down that myth that we have to bury our weaknesses. I think it's uh, it takes a much stronger man to step up and admit a weakness rather than to tuck it away and hide it, hide it in a bottle or hide it in, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's where the real toughness comes. You know, and, and I got to tell you, I'm encouraged by some of the things I've been seeing. You know, you're seeing more and more of these peer-to-peer uh, both um, physical fitness uh, programs taking shape as well as mental fitness, right? Um, and, you know, and I think that's where a lot of it's it's going to happen because often firefighters are going to feel more comfortable talking to somebody at their own level than they are, you know, going in to see this, the, the psychiatrist or, or after, you know, the after-incident briefing. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that may, you know, that peer-to-peer -peer interaction – you know, if that's encouraged, nurtured, and they're well-trained in that, um, you know, that may be a lifesaver. Yeah, that's huge, man. And one of the things, you know, it's funny you said that because one of the things that we did within the book that we just released, we basically put together a 27-day game plan, and now you have chiefs and captains using it at stations and departments, all different agencies, and what they're doing, and I think this is powerful, and I think it's a lesson that we could all learn 
And we didn't force them to do it. You know, I, I think one captain just said, I'm going to do this. And it, and it kind of organically grew. They said, what if I took the book and just had like a little devotional time or a little, you know, winning time in the, in the beginning when we transition shifts. So, you know, everybody sits around and you have squad meetings or you have a shift change and, you know, you sit around, and you talk about stuff and life and you drink coffee. And so the book's now being used and it's short, small chapters, but at every chapter, there's a winning story of a first responder. It's a challenge in there to be your best. There's winning confessions or actually action steps on how to be fit for life. It asks you a lot of tough questions that we don't ask our Ourselves. And now you're seeing, man, at fire stations, firefighters sit around and then actually through the program, you're seeing police that might not be, uh, you know, they, they don't know much about the fire industry, but they know that's my brother, that's my sister. Now they might roll up in their police and squad car just for the 15 minutes of power right there when they're going through the book and, you know, it asks you, hey, you know, how do you win the day? What's that really mean? You know, uh, some people want it to happen. Some people wish it'll happen. Others will make it happen. What does that really mean? What are you making happen in your life today? And, you know, it's funny that now agencies are using it for that to create that peer-to-peer you know uh, relationship and now you're starting to see man it's okay for me to open up a little and you know I, I grew up in Jersey man a very rough area Rick it was it was a very tough environment you grew up fighting to to get where you needed to get and it, it, you know people call it the ghetto and you know my mom was a single mom and she brought us up and loved on us but she was very emotional she always taught me like uh, it's okay to, to be emotional. And I grew up with emotions like a chick, man. Like, my wife jokes to this day, Rick. She's like, man, you you, you want to talk about things I don't care to talk about. It's like we switched roles. But it's easy for me to share my emotions. It's easy for me for me to look at somebody and tell them I love them or I care about you or I want the best for you. And I realize that's not always the norm. So it's cool now to see that the book's even being used and it's giving the captains and stations or departments a tool. You know, if we don't know what to do, what do we do? Naturally, we do nothing. We get paralyzed and we say, well, man, I want to motivate. I want to help my team be better and I want to lead them more, but I really don't know what to do. So what do we do? We sit around and just gossip or talk about the news and now we're giving them actually a blueprint to say, hey, here's a game plan to use that you could actually coach your guys on and it's open up conversation that's healthy rather than unhealthy conversation or no conversation at all. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, especially for people who are maybe the opposite of you who weren't raised in households where there was a lot of emotion show, shown, right? Um, that that need sort of that emotional education. Man, I'm feeling I'm 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 learning that most people are that. <laughs> it's it's harder for most people to really share that. Well, now yeah. I'm going to put you in a hot seat if that's okay for a few minutes, and then we're going to talk a lot more about uh, what you're doing in your endeavors. Man, you know that this podcast is called Fit for Duty and Fit for Life. And I'm going to give you a quick 30-second overview of what that means at FFRonline.tv. And then I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. Fit for Duty simply means we're providing you the tools necessary to be your best on the job. What are you doing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationship-wise, tactical training, the combative, to be your best on the job. That's important for a first responder. There's a lot of first responders these days, Rick, that are not doing their part to be fit for duty. It's not a secret. We don't send out press releases on that, but it's not a secret. Um, and then the second part of that is fit for life. You know, our vision at FFRonline.tv, and, you know, some first responders cringe when we say this, but, man, you're the heroes here in the hometowns. You look at the military that uh, we're, we live in a land of the free because of the brave. We could not do what we do as citizens without you guys living a self-sacrificing life and putting your life on the line, fighting fires, our police, our medics, our National Guard. So what good is it 
if you're fit for duty, but you're struggling in other areas of life, if your marriage is broken, if physically you're broken, if mentally and emotionally you're depressed and down and out. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat right now. That's a little overview of what it means to us. But what is fit for duty as a firefighter, as editor-in-chief of a large publication? What does fit for duty mean to you, Rick? Well, I, you know, I think there's, there's a very symbiotic relationship between your physical, mental, uh, emotional health, right? Um, and I don't think you can have heavy strengths in one area and not pay attention to the others and still be, as you're saying, you know, fit for life and fit for duty. You know, I see those two things as being uh, synonymous. Um, you, you may be the greatest tactical firefighter, but if you don't have the emotional ability to, to process, you, you know, the compounding tra traumas that you're seeing, you know, eventually you're not going to be any good on the fire ground or any good in the firehouse. Um, you know, the same is true with when you go home at You know, I mean, so personally, you know, I'm a firm believer you know, confessionally need to do a better job of it. But, you know, I try to get some fitness in every day um, and a mixture of, of strength training and some, some aerobic work, you know, and I try to take care of making sure that I'm socializing and being around the people that I enjoy. And, you know, maybe on a more emotional level, um, taking the time to reflect on the things that you know, I'm grateful for in life. Um, you know, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with the uh, International Fire Relief Mission because I can do things for people that I would otherwise never meet. You know, I'm grateful for the, you know, the opportunity to be the editor-in-chief of Fire Chief and Fire Rescue One because I can help firefighters who, again, I may never meet or get to know personally, but I know that I'm doing something uh, that can provide some service to them. So, Man, yeah, I guess. that is amazing, man. What you said, I think, is... You know, I want to pause there because that's you said. If you're if you're listening right now, you're gonna to have to rewind that and and replay that because Rick made some amazing points. But the thing that you said that's important, that's a constant reminder, and I think we forget so much, Rick, with the business of life. Just take time every day to reflect and give thanks. Man, what you just said is powerful. So many times we're focused on the current situation, the stresses of life, the busyness, the 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 the, the situation that we forget to take a step back and say, man, as crazy as it might be at the moment. Man, I'm so I got so many great things in my life. And sometimes that's that's a great reflection time that I don't think any of us do a great job of doing. And I want to challenge the first responder out there today, no matter where you're at in life, no matter what ranking, no matter what position, take some time today and every single day if it's 5 minutes, 2 minutes, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, just to reflect and think about all the things that you're grateful for in life and thankful for in life. Man, that's a powerful powerful word right there, Rick. Um, anything else you want to add on the fit for duty aspect of it, boss? I'm sorry, you broke up. Could you repeat that last bit? Yeah. Anything else you want to add on the on the fit for duty aspect of it? No, I you know I think balance in life is is crucial. Um, you know, sleep, nutrition, physical fitness, mental well being. You know, family and social relationships. Those all go hand in hand. You know, you pull one you pull one of those legs out, the whole stool topples. So, yeah. Awesome, man. All right, last hot seat for you right here. Fit for life. What does that mean to you, fit for life? You know, I, I got to tell you, it's kind of the same thing as being fit for duty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, again, I don't see a whole lot of difference. Um, I, I guess maybe the one, 
the one thing, and it's very important for firefighters, medics, police as well, is to be able to um, step back away from your job for a bit. Wow. Right? Because, you know, you, you, everyone's got stress in their job, but, but clearly being on the, on the lines of first responders, you know, your, your stress is going to be high and you, you've got to be able to step back from that and, and just enjoy life um, no matter what it is, right? Man, let me ask you that. Yeah, and that's, that's a, I've learned that's a very difficult and challenging thing a lot of times for first responders to do. Have you done anything specifically? Any things you say, man, because it's, it's, it's sexy and cool to say it. Hey, when you're with your family, try to compartmentalize and, and decompress and, and, and get your mind on the, uh, on the current situation. Stop thinking about work. But stepping back away from your job to ultimately be in the moment and, and so your other areas of life do thrive and what, how, give us, a, is there anything that you've done specifically, Rick, that you could give these firefighters or first responders listening? Well, you know, and, and I think you touched on, you said it best is, is that be in the moment. And, and, you know, it's not that I'm so smart that I figured it out, but I've watched several of my friends who are good at it. And, you know, just having conversations with them, you know, when you're talking to them, they are fully engaged with you right now. They're not reliving, you know, the crappy day they had at work. They're not reliving some some car crash trauma right there just in this moment. And you could be doing something as simple as throwing darts or, or just, you know, shooting the crap over some coffee. Right. Um, Absolutely. but instead being in the moment with that other person and really listening and being an active listener and just, yes, getting back and smell, you know, stopping to smell the roses. Um, man, that's powerful, man. And, and it makes me think of, um, John Wooden, the great coach said, don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And if you're talking about being present in the moment, I think, uh, the greatest people in life learn how to compartmentalize and say, okay, you know what? Let me not focus on what I can't control at the moment, but let me focus on what I can control. If you're not on a job, you can't do anything anyway. Why allow it to control you and take away your emotional space? And I've seen this with first responders, Rick, what you said is powerful because then they look back after years and they say, man, I really wasn't present for my kids or, or my spouse. And I want to be, I was just never taught that. And that's part of what we're doing on FFRonline.tv. It's just getting first responders to take a step back and think about personal development. These aren't the stuff. This is not the stuff you're taught in school. <laughs> you know, you're not taught these things right. in school. You know, and a lot of academies and, and and training programs. I mean, we do all over our nation, especially in Tulsa, where we're at. I've been down the academies. I've been down to the the the, the police academy, the fire. I mean, we do an amazing job of training up the best military, firefighters, medics, National Guard, police. And the one component that we're trying to add at FFRonline.tv is the personal development of the human being. And that's what we're helping academies do is say, hey, you keep doing what you're great at and let us just add a few little things in there to help the human being continue to develop and grow. And I'm going to make a bold statement right here. And I, and I don't know if you're going to agree or not. And, you know, some first responders get it, some don't. But I always tell first responders that the greatest thing you could do right when you're in the academy is discover who you are. Are. And if you don't know that your identity is not in being a firefighter, that's what you do. It's big part of what you do. It's not being a police officer. It's a big part of what you do. But that cannot be your entire identity. Because if that's ever taken, that's when you see people hit rock bottom. It's like the pro athlete. You know, I'm making all this money. I'm in the NFL or the NBA, and it's been good to me. And then that's taken away 13, 15 years later. And what happens? You see it all the time. They go bankrupt. Their marriages fall apart. They're alcoholics. Why? 
because that was their identity. They found everything in the job. So that's one of my encouragements. I always, man, I want you to take so much pride in what you do, but what, what's your core values? What do you stand for? What are you about? And when you know that, I think it's easier for you to be able to separate the two and decompress and say, now I'm going to leave this at work and go be the best husband, go be the best dad, the best mom, whatever it is. That's a powerful word you said, man. Step back away from your job to be fit for life. Be present in the moment. Own the moment. Man, I love it. Anything else you want to add on being fit for life? No, I mean, I think everything we've talked about is a work in progress. I don't think it's ever something that you uh, you don't cross the line one day and go, yeah, I'm here. Uh, you know, you can't ever give up on on that struggle. You never arrive, man. You're always learning. Right. How, how old are you, Rick? 53. Come on, man. I love it. I appreciate all you're doing, man. Can you give us an overview? Fire Rescue One, you can go to uh, Facebook.com, Fire Rescue One, um, uh, Fire Rescue One. Dot com, either one of those. Give us an overview of what you're doing at Fire Rescue One and what the mission and the goal is. No, the mission's fairly simple. It's to give firefighters the the knowledge and the tools they need to be better at what they're doing. Um, and and again, that can be anything from the mental and emotional side of it all the way down to the tactical. You know, and we do that by bringing training videos. We bring news stories. We bring expert expert um, feature articles uh, to them, and we do that every day. So. It's a, it's a very rewarding thing that we do. Um, and that's online? Is that online only? It is. It is. Yeah, so, so, very... you're, so you're telling me you're providing a firefighter, and they could go to their mobile phone, the most used device in the world, and go to Fire Rescue on the Facebook One or FireRescue1.com and have all the tools they need to ultimately win on the job. I mean, you're providing them everything. Yep, we like to. We like to think we are. And, I you know, they can it, download the, the mobile app and uh, get it on their tablet or their phone. Yeah. That's big time. Now, let, let's let's change gears real quick. So then you also have Fire Chief Mag, which is www.firechief.com. Right. What is that that's, all about? Uh, that's our sister publication. And about three or four years ago, we purchased that from a company that had owned it and shut the publication down because it wasn't making enough money for them, apparently. Uh, I can I don't know. I'm not sure what the, what the deal was with that. But um, we purchased it and we took it from a print format to a digital-only format and... Um, it's a, it's a strong name, and they, did, they have an important mission um, in terms of helping aspiring and existing leaders be better at what they do, leading fire departments, leading firefighters. So that's, that's our goal with that publication. And one last thing to, to add to that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you said mm -hmm. earlier before we started the podcast, you're also providing avenue for people out there, a firefighter that says, I want to be chief one day, one day, how do I do it, what do I do? Yeah, and, and that's the information you can get through the Fire Chief publication. That Absolutely. is awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, Rick, hey, man, we're going to close this podcast. I know we could talk all day, man. You've been a, a wealth of information and wisdom, and I appreciate you sharing part of your story with us and your vision and your mission, man. We're believing right now for the best for you, my man. We, we uh, believe for continued success on your life, on, on the publication's lives. And uh, if there's anything we could do for you, man, we're here for you. I know if you're listening right now, you've been blessed today. Uh, you've been enriched. You've been empowered, inspired by what Rick brought to the table. And we just want to thank you for listening. Rick, any closing comments uh, to the first responder listening today? Uh, you know, keep safe and keep smart. You know, you're, you're important to us. So keep, keep safe and keep smart. I love it, man. And let me just reiterate one more time. This is Rick Marklee, Editor-in-Chief of Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief, all right? Facebook.com, Fire Rescue One. Facebook.com, Fire Chief Mag. 
And you can also visit him on the web and their publications at www.firechief.com and www.firerescue1.com. All right, heroes, first responders, you know what time it is. It's time to honor those that deserve to be honored and recognize those that deserve to be recognized. So if you are the finest, the bravest, the baddest, the toughest, and some of you the prettiest out there, man, we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart. We love you. We thank you for being our hometown heroes, our military right here on our streets. We thank you for living a life of sacrifice. We thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty, fit for life. Uh, do not forget FFRonline.tv. You want to get over there. All the tools you need to be fit for duty and fit for life. You can also visit us on social media, uh, Fit First Responders. Remember, your first 20 days are absolutely free. We're doing something really cool. Absolutely free. Your first 20 days of FFRonline.tv and if you decide there's something you want to do after that and you want to be a part of the winning family and the team with now over 500 first responders, 46 different agencies throughout our nation, then don't forget, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a donation of whatever you want to give, a donation after your 20 days free. And all that money, all those proceeds go back to serving those that serve us, your fellow brother and sisters, the finest and the bravest. So once again, this is Coach JC with FFRonline.tv, and I want to thank you, and I want to remind you that you are fit for duty you are fit for life thank you for joining us today and thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life